Hello, and welcome to the third podcast of Damsels in Discussion, where we analyze pop culture from a funny, feminist, foul-mouthed perspective. We are going to be talking about season two of Game of Thrones and our excitement for season three, which premieres um, this Sunday, March 31st. So I'm Shannon in Oakland. I'm Brandi Sperry in Los Angeles. And I'm Teresa Schechter coming to you from Toronto, Canada. Ooh, so exotic. National today. <laughs> <laughs> I pronounced it not like uh, someone from Toronto would say it, though. Yeah, you're supposed to d- drop the second T, right? I, yeah, normally I would say Toronto, Canada. Mm. <laughs> but I translated it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Just thinking about Game of Thrones in general, this is I'm so excited for it to start up again. I just rewatched the whole series, and I just fucking love this show so i think i just haven't really thought about why i love it so much though so i would love to talk about that like why do we love this show so much why do we love this show so much (laughs) because i love it too and i remember watching game of thrones at the same time as i was watching mad men last season Mm -hmm. and i remember being very frustrated with mad men and just really loving every second of game of thrones and I, my theory at the time was that Game of Thrones wasn't trying so hard. Or it was trying hard in different ways, maybe. I think the thing about Mad Men is that it tries so hard to be super relevant with cultural overarching themes and stuff like that. Whereas, I mean, Game of Thrones definitely has overarching themes, but it's mostly just about, like, clashes of people. Very blatant clashes rather than these moody sort of... Uh, I don't even know what words to use for last season of Mad Men, but everything was so oblique sometimes. <laughs> on, on Game of Thrones, like somebody's just going to stab somebody. It's going to be great. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't compare the two. It's like comparing like, you know, steak to ice cream. I just think they're totally different because Mad Men, you get all this great emotional rawness. And Game of Thrones is like, let me just see some badass fighting. And some dragons. And it's so many amazing female warrior characters that I just, it's awesome. But I, I don't compare it with Mad Men. They're totally different to me. So why do, why do we think this show is so awesome? Because I think we all think the show is awesome. Well, we all like epic fantasy. So I think definitely the viewpoint of the show we all get into. And I just like to see some women with swords and, like, doing shit instead of just, you know, being someone's wife. Yeah, I would not like this show nearly as much as I do if there weren't so many amazing female characters. I would probably still watch it because, yeah, I just like epic fantasy. But it's like an embarrassment of riches compared to other shows with just a list of about a dozen incredible female characters. Yeah, I was screaming at the TV last season each episode. I was like, come on another new badass female character. You're just spoiling me. Just stop it. This is getting obscene. Um, I think the other thing I love about Game of Thrones is the production values are amazing. Like visually, there's just so much going on and it's so beautiful. Even, you know, there's a lot of like sticking swords in each other, but it's so beautifully shot and it's so lush and the costuming and the settings. I mean, it's, Absolutely, you believe that they took their camera crew to Westeros, you know, to shoot this thing. It's right. Every detail is is impeccable. For as much killing as goes on, when you rewatch it, a lot of those battle scenes are 
elided over. Like, there's that whole one where Tyrion's just passed out for the battle and he wakes up after it's over. And it's awesome because it's like they were saving their money for the details. They didn't bother using it on, like, CGI horses. Right. And and then when you get to the big, big battle with the um, the green fire and everything, what what is that called? Um, it's just incredible. Like, they saved all their money for one big go. And it, and right. It, it was like, a good payoff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The pyromancer green slime. I don't know what it's called. That's the technical oh. term, of course. Wildfire, I think. Is Wildfire. <laughs> yeah. Wildfire. So yeah. So I did read an article that each of the main characters has their own costumer that makes their costumes. So um, for Joffrey, all of those embroidered outfits he wears, he has a specific person that makes all of those, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, I'd love to have my own costumer. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Celebrity stylist to the Lannisters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoever's in charge of Arya's has the easiest job. <laughs> That's right. You're in rags again. Here you go. <laughs> I do have to say all of these clothes in Game of Thrones can just fall off with one click or one un- untie one thing on un- one button. The whole thing falls off. It's like Job's pants and Arrested development. It's just like, boom, I'm naked. <laughs> it happened. They don't look very functional. All the prostitutes, they, they, you just look at them and their clothes fall off. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why it's sort of funny when they have that love scene between uh, Rob and the medicine woman he's in love with. And she's like, it takes her forever to get the laces off of his leather vest. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is a little more like what it would usually be. Meanwhile, she takes off her dress and she doesn't have so much as an undergarment on. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, none of these women are wearing underwear. That's disturbing. I think you mean small clothes. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. They're not wearing small clothes for their small lady parts. <laughs> So one thing, one thing, just in talking about how the how the female characters have progressed, I remember watching the very first episode, and I wasn't quite so enamored of it in the first episode. I fell asleep during the, first, <laughs> the pilot. It took me; it was a struggle to get through it. I totally There's, agree. The pilot was Daenerys the worst. getting episode. abused. Lady Catelyn whining because her husband might leave again. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't really, it's not indicative of where things go for the rest of the season. No. For sure. Exactly. And, and, um, you know, the, the whole thing with Daenerys was kind of distasteful to me. Like, wow, sure. really? Are we going to be watching a whole season of some blonde 14 year old getting repeatedly like raped and abused? You know, it was just, and then, oh my God. I mean, Daenerys's story arc from that very first episode to the end of season two. I mean, it's amazing. It's I feel like this is, I feel like this is ultimately her story. And I think this is why I love the show so much is like, okay, you have Joffrey, you have Rob. All these kings, you know, it's a Game of Thrones of kings, but it's really not. It's the women are in control. You've got Daenerys, you've got Cersei, you've got Catelyn Stark. I mean, the women are really running these these battles, and I love that. Like Arya, you know, I, because I've, I've read all the books, so I'm not. I'm going to try and avoid spoilers. But Arya has a kind of an amazing story arc too, um, that takes her to some pretty amazing places, and then. You know, you meet Melisandra, you know, mm-hmm. Fire Lady who births evil black smoke demons. Mm-hmm. Also um, seen on Lost, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
You've got Marjorie, who just looks like she's going to be a real badass. I can just right. yeah. I love how she's so open about the way she's manipulating the men around her. Totally. Just position. It's all about getting into the right position for when she can strike for her. I feel like right. I haven't read the book, so I'm just speculating. And also, um, the wildling women. I mean, come on, they're wildlings. Uh huh. They hunt. They fight. They make love. They, you know. Yeah. They're kind of, they're my kind of women. I love it. You never get to see really wild women. You know, they're always, you just don't really get to see that. I mean, they're not insane. They're just wild, kind of vicious warriors. And that's so cool. I just never get to see that. I just feel like so many of these characters I've never seen before. And that's why it's so refreshing to me. Who knew that that little maid from Downton Abbey would become (laughs) a fierce wildling? I still feel like it's a strange casting choice. I mean, she just, looks proper to me so but whatever i don't know i like her enough i i just wish she had someone better than john snow to interact with god that guy's a dead log seriously all the men are boring i mean you could just exchange one for the other it's like brown curly hair nothing to talk about <laughs> besides Tyrion, yeah you know and he's got something totally different going on and there's a couple of the sort of lower level men that are interesting to me Baelish is interesting to me but they're the ones who don't have power these guys who are already kings of some sort and are just sort of battle strategizing against each other way less interesting than other people who have to do more creative things to leverage their positions yeah, I mean, it's like it's like the women are, are interesting and they have to be really smart and strategic all the time. And it's like that with the sort of beta males on this show also, which makes them a lot more interesting. But all the alpha males, meh, you know, they're like they, they've got power, they abuse it, they have wenches, they fight wars. But they're not, they're not as interesting. They're not as uh, complicated to me well, anyway. Yeah. Their world is going to be rocked when Daenerys comes and wipes them all out. So, <laughs> Because I think that's why I think she's so interesting is because she's had to work so hard. You know, season one, we see her being sold to a man and basically being raped. And then here she finds her power and we see her, you know, falter a bit in season two, try to get the, the boats. But now she's on a war path and I yeah. think she's going to win. She's locking people in vaults, letting them suffocate <laughs> yeah. to death because they betrayed her. I mean, a lot of times I'm very wary of these storylines where it starts out. It's like in order for a woman to be great, she has to be taken down first. Uh, so that's why it is very not pleasant to watch where she is at the beginning of season one. But it's been totally worth it. They've built it so well. That actress is amazing. Amelia Clark, I think her name is. Yeah. And it's... I can't wait to see what she does in season three. Her her arc is so fabulous. And, and I have to say, when I watched the very first show of the whole series, I was kind of worried and kind of just uncomfortable with 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 her. You know, she's like looks like she's 14 years old. Her brother right. is assaulting her. She gets raped by some giant horse warrior, you know? No. Oh, it's very upsetting. Yeah, it's very upsetting. And then at at the end of season one, right, she's emerging from the... My God, it's the most badass image. Badass image of a woman ever. I was flipping my shit. I mean, she's there with her beautiful bare breasts and these baby dragons, and I was like, fuck, yeah. That is the most badass image of a woman ever. 
so badass and she's going to continue to be badass. I can just tell you. I can't wait. Any spoilers. And also Brienne, Brienne of motherfucking Tarth, as Brandy described her <laughs> in my notes. All yeah. the ladies on the show need motherfucking in their full titles, in my opinion. <laughs> totally. Totally. I just feel like she needs like intense rock music playing every time she comes in a scene. It's just... <laughs> you should make that, make that super cut for YouTube. It'll be a huge yeah. hit. <laughs> yeah. With bad to the bone playing each time she comes in. <laughs> she just She's points so her sword like a baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> and and Asha. Um Asha uh, Theon's sister. Oh yeah. Yeah, I she's mean, ironborn or her, whatever. Her introduction, she's yeah, she's ironborn. Um her the, I mean, come on, the the great joys, all those ugh, they're just like idiots. <laughs> Theon is the worst. He's the worst. <laughs> I mean, thank I God think he had more. this badass sister come along because otherwise I could not have tolerated him for another minute. I couldn't believe it when he's basically fingering his sister. I can't <laughs> believe that they did that. I mean, this show is pretty extreme sometimes. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe it that you did that. And I feel kind of uncomfortable. She's just like... Oh, hot stuff. Tell me more. You know, and then the next scene she comes in and she goes, yeah, I'm your sister, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and I own your ass because dad likes me more. And he gave me yeah. shit. No, but this show is kind of uncomfortable to watch with other people. Like uh, the famous story is uh, Sean and I went over to Rachel's house and we watched the one where Joffrey's like, doing all that fucked up stuff to the prostitutes, you know, and we're all sitting there awkwardly on the couch, not speaking. And then afterwards we're like, well, that was fun. It's never again. <laughs> and, when, and Rachel sent us a Facebook message. was like, Hey, I was like, you and Sean should come over for the premiere. And then I realized how weird that was. And we should never do that. Okay. Bye. How do people watch it with their parents? You know, teenagers are probably watching. I mean, probably families watch this together and that's really weird. Yeah, I would not want to watch this with my parents, that's for sure. I, I used to watch it with roommates. Now I usually watch it alone, and I think that that's really how I get the most out of it. I can just focus on it without any thinking about anyone else's reaction. What do you guys think about the gratuitous sex? I mean, it's definitely been criticized with the show. I find it really silly and unnecessary. That's the pay- that's the trade-off. I think we have these really strong female characters, but we also have to watch all this wenching going on, yeah. which is a little bit like annoying but there's also there's a lot of violence that seems a little unnecessary to me too like the big Mm -hmm. sea battle with the with the wildfire that was awesome that was fantastic and i and but some some of the other stuff is like really do we have to hear the sound of the sword severing the artery especially yeah with the um Daenerys' whole with the Dothraki hordes, like the number of severed yeah. heads. I didn't need to see that many severed heads. And I actually love that whole storyline, but, um, and the development of Kel Drogo and whatever, and like I will cry every time when he dies, but, um, oh. but yeah, don't need quite so many severed heads to get there, you know? <laughs> so having, having read the books and, and I can sort of compare how the books compared to the TV version, and it's, it's interesting because I think that, in in many ways, the TV shows are stronger. Forgive me, book fans. But I think that the TV shows are stronger partly because I know George R.R. R. Martin is very involved in the TV show, and he can come in and he can rewrite stuff and improve on it. Yeah. Um, and one, one thing that's really notable is Rob's wife 
Mm-hmm. He disappears and he comes back with some wife. And she's like a nothing from nowhere. She has no personality. She's just there suddenly, right? Right. And, and you know, and I'm thinking, wow, you broke your deal with those crazy people from the twins that you're supposed to marry yeah. their daughters for this nothing? Like what exactly, you know, and they have some sort of lame excuse for she nursed him back to health or something. In the show, they they make her, she's got a career. She's a medicine woman. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they've completely changed her character. And it is far more plausible, frankly, that he would fall in love with her and, you know, break this oath, which is huge, you know? Yeah, right. Um, so that's, that's a big, that's a big improvement. And I think part of that is like fleshing out the female characters a little more. Well, and I think it gives Rob something interesting to do. I've always liked Rob, but all he ever talks about is like, I'm the king of the North. That actor is really hot though. That's why I'm mostly interested in Rob's scenes. Cause I'm just like, take your shirt off. <laughs> I can see you Brandy drinking wine. Just shout, take it off. Okay, girls. So male characters hot or not <laughs> rob stark hot for sure hot. john snow john snow I, no he's yeah, too whiny i'd hit that no i'd hit that <laughs> okay <laughs> you don't know what's under those furs okay you don't know you know what it's probably pretty warm compared to that <laughs> all that snow so i'd snuggle up in that all right jamie lannister he's okay I, he's like ob- objectively nice looking i think he's just so he smarmy just, yeah, he seems secretly gay to me. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> no, a... he's, well, he's in love with his sister. Okay, so it's basically the same as thing. As a side note, those characters are so like evil and terrible, and they have their creepy incestuous relationship. And I want more than anything for them to be reunited with each other. Like, if one of them dies before they get reunited, I'm gonna be pissed. Mm. So, I don't know why I care so much that they get to see each other again, but I really, really do. So I think we care about Cersei and Jamie because we see their whole story pretty much through Cersei's eyes because we don't spend a lot of time with Jamie and you know her life seems pretty horrible. Seems like it's always been horrible and Jamie is the one thing she loves and the one bit of happiness I think she's ever really had and even though she's a villain I really care about her. Well, I think that like I, I don't know how much they go into this in the TV show, but in the books, you know, her backstory is really terrible. Like she's just, you know, another woman that's being used as a pawn by her father to get power and she was promised off to one person to be married and then that fell through cuz her father was a jerk about something and then she got quickly hustled off to marry Robert Baratheon, who you can see like was not a great match. And um, she's just sort of, she's trying to find some space for her to be in some kind of control of her life because she's, mm-hmm. she's had no control over her life. Yeah, and we get that great scene when all the women are sequestered during the battle and she knows she has no power. The only power she has is like to end it all before something worse happens. So she's got her poison and she's got her wine and she's lecturing Sansa about uh, the perils of being a woman, basically. And I just love that whole scene. Loved that scene. It was so powerful. That, that, and that's totally where, she, where Cersei comes from, is that, is that little thing that she says. That's, that's her reality right there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I mean, I don't know. Sansa, I wish Sansa had a little bit more of something. She, she really does feel like just this love-struck 
tween or something. She does at first, but I definitely defend her. I think she gets much more interesting in season two. Now, the problem is, is that what she has to do to protect herself is not necessarily super fun to watch, you know, just sort of going along with things. Uh, But I'm intrigued going forward now. You know, Joffrey's going to marry Marjorie instead of Sansa, but it's not like Sansa gets to go anywhere. And every move she makes has to be about just keeping herself alive and hopefully intact until Rob wins the battle. There's right. she I think no she, other choice. Yeah, I think she has the most to lose out of any character because she could be killed, she could be raped, she could be tortured. I mean, she's already been manipulated. And he is, you know, she is the toy that Joffrey likes to play with, and it's scary. I'm I'm worried for her. Yeah. yeah. Joffrey is just so awful and you know, I know somebody's probably going to kill him eventually. I, I'm sure. I'm sure everybody who's read the books knows what's happened. I don't want to happen. I don't want to know. But I hope. I hope so hard that it's Sansa that gets to put a sword through that bastard's heart. Seriously. Oh man, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's like it's gonna be as good as when Joan finally told off her shitty husband and said you weren't a good man, and I was jumping up and screaming, "Fuck yeah!" It's gonna be like that. It's gonna be high kick worthy. Oh, there's going to be a high kick. There's probably going to be three and a lot of screaming at the TV. So it's going to be awesome. So so you guys looking ahead, like what do we think is coming? Well, I think winter's coming. I've heard <laughs> I've heard that's coming. So Just a rumor. <laughs> I think it's going to be cold. Set that one right up. Okay. I'm always here. Just set up the lame jokes. I'll knock them out of the park. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, someone answered a landline. It's so adorable. (laughs) (laughs) For all you listeners at home, I'm at my parents' house in Toronto and the landline just rang. (laughs) Um, but okay. Story wise, aside from winter and the others, what else do we think is coming? I think Daenerys going to get over to the main land and she's going to fuck some people's shit up. And I can't wait. The narrow sea. Those dragons. Yeah, yeah, I want to see. Dun, 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 I want to see the dragons eat someone. I want to see that. Dun, dun, They're still pretty little. You said cross the narrow sea, and all I could think of was the song of fire and ice. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna have an even longer theme song this year. I'm just guessing. <laughs> oh my gosh! More characters. More. It's like um. It's at least five minutes now. I think so. <laughs> God, well, it's I think so long. Here's a theory. Because the whole book series is actually called A Song of Fire and Ice, and Daenerys is fire, and Jon Snow mm. is ice, mm-hmm. I think that they will finally, at the very end, hook up. Oh, is that what the Entertainment Weekly cover was all about? Well, yeah, that was they weird. were on the cover together. Oh. oh. God, she would eat that guy for breakfast. I don't know. <laughs> It's true. Plus, like, there, I mean, I admit I have looked at some fan theories. I have not spoiled myself on anything, but there, I think there are some theories about Jon Snow's potential real lineage that would involve the two of them being related. Oh, so, great. Oh. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, that's not, that's not to say that they won't hook up. Yeah, so, okay, so, like, I, I'm not spoiling anything, but this is going to be a great season, and especially a great season for the female characters. So I'm really looking forward to it. So 
Sunday, March 31st. I can't oh, so wait. excited. Oh my God. I feel like I need to make like a glass of mead or something <laughs> to prepare and like put on like a metal breastplate and just like your door is sharpen a sword. Yeah. I'm just going to take my three buck chuck and put it in a jug that says Dornish wine on it. <laughs> I'll be ready. I'll be drinking some Arbor Gold. I'm going to eat a turkey leg. I'm just going to eat a turkey leg. It's going to be amazing. Um, Actually, I have a nice horse heart, which I've been saving. <laughs> you're, you're obviously into the lady magic. That's like a total lady magic thing. Um. Okay, well, I'm really looking forward to discussing the premiere with you next week. And we also have an episode of Nashville this week, finally. So we will have a lot to discuss at the next podcast. Okay, until then, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Damsels Discuss. So we will see you next week with all of the juicy opinions on the premiere. In wide wonder at the joy they had found. The head nurse spoke up, said, Leave this one alone. She could tell right away that I was bad to the bone. Bad to the bone. Bad to the bone. Bad. 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 Bad.